Welcome to the Tuesdays with Movies podcast, our second episode. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the movies, primarily about the movies Pixels and Southpaw. Uh, I'm Dave Haga, joined once again by Dave Moyer and Rob Hess. I can I can never remember our name. It's it's Tuesdays with Movies. I, I always think it's for some reason it's like movies, uh, you know, Tuesdays with Movies. Or that is, that what, is it what it is. is. <laughs> so good thing you think that's what it is. Or at the movies on Tuesday, or something weird like that, or whatever. It flows. Tuesdays with movies. Tuesdays with movies, okay. um, Just a quick update on our uh, summer movie draft that we're doing. Uh, Things have, you know, they're starting to heat up at the tail end as a couple of big movies come out, like Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which is coming out uh, this weekend. Um, We're going to be seeing that next week, but... uh, Five or six times. Steve, (laughs) Steve is... Like definitely just dominating this. Uh, he's at he's up to one point one four billion dollars uh, thanks to Jurassic Park but he's and Inside not Out. Two though. He will he will. There's a tiny tiny chance. He's at one point four billion right he now. He probably is not going to hit he's one point two. He's not going to make no. Because Pixels is we're going to talk about it, but it's pretty much it's not doing so hot. No. Uh, Dave Moyer is still in uh, second place with. Six hundred and twelve point two million dollars. Probably not going to make too much more than that. Six hundred and twelve. You're lucky if Trainwreck has another twenty five million yeah, in it. Yeah, so maybe I'll hit six thirty. Yeah, that's somewhere kind of where there. I'm looking to finish up. I'm in third place. I have five hundred and sixty two point two million dollars. I still have Ant Man, which is going strong in theaters. I got to uh, replace two, and then I have two replacement movies coming out. Uh, one of which just came out uh, this week. It's Vacation. Um, that one's not doing so hot, but <laughs> not, I didn't expect it to. It's not doing well at all, no. Um, and then I have The Gift coming out. Those, But those three movies combined might be enough to push me into the number two spot ahead of you. Well, um, which will probably be the number three spot once things It could be out. the number three spot. So there's about a $60 million difference. $50 million almost to a T as of today. Between, between, between us? Between you and me. And, yeah, you've got enough left in the tank to overtake where, like... All I've got left is train wreck, so you you you'll be ahead of me by the. Th- it'll be um, close. It's it'll gonna be, be close. really close, but you will overtake me at some point here. Um, Brian is at four hundred and fifty four point six million dollars. He's not in last place still. Who would have thought that? Um, and then in last place, hoping to God that Rogue Nation and Fantastic Four do amazing. Oh, they'll do. They'll do good. Is Rob? Well, Mission Impossible will do good. We have no idea about Fantastic. I think Fantastic Four, Four is going to get the job done. Well, <laughs> you hope so. Uh, I I'm I don't know about that movie yet. Yeah, it, it, it's too hard to it's too hard to tell. Um, it, there, this summer has been full of movies that we expected to do a lot better than they were going to and didn't. Yep. And movies yeah, that we thought were going to tank and just exploded. Yeah, yeah, thanks, uh, Jurassic World. Age of Ultron, only making, four, not even making $450 million, $444 million. And that one to a T. Not only us, but anybody that you read about that movie before it had come out, like months before it had come out, thought that it was going to do somewhere between six hundred and seven hundred million dollars. I thought at least five fifty. Even if it doesn't do as well as the first one did, it's going to give me five fifty at least. Like that was my worst case scenario. Hmm. So the fact that it didn't even get to four fifty, it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we got a lot to talk about today. So uh, moving on, uh, we're going to touch briefly upon Minions and Ant Man, which we saw a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Minions, I thought was a pretty good movie. I liked it. It was good. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was. I think I actually liked it better than Despicable Me. Sure. Um, I don't remember those movies. I don't either. Well. Yeah. I'm just not a big. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell you're fan. Telling, yeah, you're oh, saying okay. that. You know, it, like his sense of humor just doesn't click with me. But the Minions stuff, it Minions worked. Was fine. Minions had a great soundtrack. Is not meant to be a Pixar movie. It's not meant to be like have great thematic storyline running through it. It's just meant to make you laugh, and it does that. And yep. especially if you're a five year old, you're gonna you know you're gonna love this movie. Like yeah, that's not, what it's made for. It's not made for us, but we enjoyed no. it. <laughs> like, we definitely yes, enjoyed it. Yes. I mean, it's good. I don't know. I, I've heard the minions described as little yellow pills enough, where I think that they were maybe targeting a very specific adult audience too. <laughs> for for what it's meant to do, it does its job well. Is, is what I'll say. Yeah. So. And then there was Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man, 
newest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Amazingly well done movie. Um, I don't know if I would say amazingly well done. Compared to what the train wreck it could have been. Because this this was probably the movie I was most worried about not liking. Because Edgar Wright quit this movie halfway through. There was a lot of drama in the the making of the movie. There was a lot of issues with it, but... Although I don't think the drama was ever over, like, casting. It was just writing and directing. Right? Yeah, it was the direction they wanted the story to go and stuff they wanted to put into the movie that... I would kill to see an Ant-Man... I would kill to see a Marvel movie written by and directed by Edgar Wright. Sure. Like, yeah. That would be fantastic. And now we're never going to see that movie. You know, and people are people can argue until the cows come home, you know. Would that have been a better movie than what we got? Who knows? It could have been. It might not have been. Who knows? Yeah, you it's know. good. As it is right now, I enjoyed it. I thought it was sure. well the, done. The, the comedy was spot on. It was. It was, it was. Which, the reviews early on were saying the biggest reason they didn't like the movie was the comedy didn't hit at all. And I'm like, that could oh, be I, further I, from the truth. Yeah, I think the comedy landed just fine. No, I, th- I think I think most of us saw it twice, at least. Yeah. Um, and, like, the first time I saw it, I laughed. It was funny. It was enjoyable. The second time I saw it... Sure. I laughed. It was funny. It was the enjoyable. Jokes the jokes didn't hold up. Yeah, Paul Rudd was solid. I re- now I, I'm always been a big Paul Rudd fan. I like some of the stuff he does. He would, but he, but I mean, this is different than what he normally does, and he was really good. He was. Um, but really, the star of this movie was uh, uh, Michael Douglas. Kirk Doug, no, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Um, he pulled the movie together. He made the movie work. You know, Paul Rudd was awesome, but I think without Michael Douglas there to kind of. Ground things? Ground things a little sure. bit, yeah. Same with, I also enjoyed CG, Douglas. Oh my god. It looked incredible. Like, so so well, well done. I, I, saw, I saw something on how they did that. They actually got a stand-in actor to like, like for the play, base, the, kind to of? play the part, and mm-hmm. then they did a, a, a two-dimensional digital composite over the actor oh, of sure. a younger, I mean, like, just... romancing the stone-aged Michael Douglas. Look, and it looked perfect. It was flawless. Like, yeah, they've gotten so... so I went. And I saw that, and I'm like, "Holy God! Their technology has gotten way better." I, I read an interview with those guys, and they they basically said, "Like, no, our technology hasn't gotten that much better. We have just gotten better with the technology." Yeah, they found you know, better ways to use it. Yeah, they. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I read that article too. I think you know, but yeah, it's way so much better than any other. Like, I'm trying to think. You know that. Uh, all oh, young Wolverine. Like, yeah, the young um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart oh, yeah. was. Awful. Yeah, just not, wrestling. It not like it was a bad movie, and it was a bad ending to that movie. But you know, no, they, and they've tried to do that a few times. They, I think they did young Ian McKellen in there too at some point. Or and then in in the Departed, they did a young Jack Nicholson, yep. but they really kind of cheated that with the fact that like in the opening scene of that movie, his face is in the shadows for most of it, and you only get to like a brief well, glimpse of him. Plus, it's Jack Nicholson, and I don't think he's actually aged in about fifty years, so <laughs> there um, wasn't a lot of work no, to do. This instance of Michael Douglas is the best de-aging anybody's ever done. No, it's flawless. So, but obviously we enjoyed that movie. Sure, um, great movie. Um, I think I thought it was a great movie. Um, and I kind of like that it's on a smaller scale than what we've seen. Haha, ha, funny. What smaller scale? Ah, uh, no, I actually, I meant <laughs> uh, with what it was trying to do. You know, a lot of the Marvel movies these days are the world is in danger. We got to save the entire world. And this one was just like no. You know, uh, the scale of the battles of the fight were much smaller. They were confined to a Thomas the Tank train they set. They were. <laughs> this well, movie was literally know. a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, there there wasn't like the world is ending in this movie. It was just okay. And let me let me just say before we move on from this one, um, Corey Stoll, the guy who played um, uh, Yellow Jacket in the movie, I have been a fan of his since I saw him in. Uh, House of Cards. He's great. Or he was he, great in that. He was great sure. in that. He was amazing in The Strain. He is amazing in The Strain. He is a very talented actor. He also did an amazing job of playing the really villain in well this done. movie. I didn't think he had a ton of range in this movie. Like, they could have given him more to do with. Like, he wasn't bad. He just didn't have... The, maybe the like, lines of dialogue he was saying weren't, like, there wasn't a lot to say. But, but his was, facial expressions, the, the showing, like... He was struggling with the things he was doing. Really? He was good with what he was given, though. You know, they gave this is yeah. who you are, and I thought he did well in that role. Well, because he was playing a character. Spoilers, obviously. Uh, let's not um, worry about spoilers here. Um, well, we have to tell people in case okay. they care. There will be spoilers. Um, he was struggling with the fact that he was being affected by the 
particles he was trying to recreate. Really? I didn't see any struggle. I just saw he's kind of evil at the beginning. He's really evil at the ending. That's there's a couple. There's two specific moments where you see him struggling with the decision to like kill Pym or to you know like m- like sell the technology. He struggles with it. There's like two scenes. Um, where they close in on his face, and you see him struggling with this decision to, you know, be a bad guy or try to be a good yep. guy, and he does an, a really good job of kind of showing that, and then just wiping it away and going, no, bad guy. Well, even the but scenes with Michael Douglas, where he's, you know, he's kind of, he's being friendly with him, and because you know he, he he's like, this is my mentor, yeah, and this is a guy I respect so much, but at the same time. I gotta push him aside also. Yeah. So it's like he's you can see in those scenes he struggled with those too. Yep. And I thought that was well done. It was well done. Um so. I'll uh I don't know his name. I'm maybe somebody here does. Uh uh the hit Ant Man's best friend. Michael Pino. Was, is great in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's only got a couple like two or three scenes, <laughs> but, but those are standout. He's great scenes. in those scenes. Yeah. Like he I think he's the funniest thing in this movie. Which is strange to say because I've I've mostly seen him in serious roles like End of Watch and his role on uh, I think it was one of the Law and Order shows. I think SVU he was on there for a season when or he two. Has to tell... he also in Hitman? Or not Hitman, uh, Sniper? Oh yeah, Mar- uh, shoot, Shooter with Mike well, with uh, Shooter, Mark that's it. Yes, yes, yes. But when he starts telling a story in this movie it's fantastic. <laughs> it is the best like the no, cutbacks and they're yes, showing it off, and, the fact and it's him keeps, talking over their voice. Yeah. <laughs> like he keeps getting distracted with small little details that don't matter, no. and Paul Rudd has to like we, you know, like reel him back in and like, no, no, just tell me what you know. It, he's it's, really it, good in it. It is I, well done. Yes. But before we move on to their movies, yep. and you guys didn't see this, but I'll just mention, I did see the movie Trainwreck. Yeah, uh, kind of within that same time frame, and that was yeah. actually pretty good. Um, LeBron. Was, LeBron was so that's I one of the main reasons I want to see it is I'm a big basketball fan, and LeBron. It's funny. Okay. Like, in that movie, LeBron... And Amy Schumer, if you like her comedy, sure. you'll like this movie. She's always been a bit raunchy. And, in, in fact, there are parts in the movie that are true to her life as well. Is she just kind of playing herself in this movie? Yeah, very similar. Well, and part of the... What's the, cool the is writer, she, I mean, the she guy wrote, who wrote it. Well, she helped she write wrote, it. The she guy, part, yeah, she wrote the guy who wrote it, it with her, I think, um, actually did base some of this off of her. Okay. Not her character... Her. And she didn't want to be in it. She presented it to him. They said we'll do the movie, and she, they go. Yeah, they she was awesome. Into being yeah, into it. and and she, and it's funny because she jokes about how she's, you know, she's a larger woman, but prior to it, and she had to, you know, get in real big, get in shape, and really mm-hmm. work out just to play the part. So it's kind of cool. But but overall, it was it was for what it was, you know, a comedy. It was decent. I, okay. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, good to know. So moving on to. A uh, movie that I don't it think is any- not decent <laughs> in any way. No, th- this movie uh, is being panned by just about everybody. It's eighteen percent critics ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty six percent audience ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody likes it. That movie, of course, is Pixels. Yeah, and before we get into it, so no, kinda... no, no, Moyer, just start reading off your list, no, no. and we're gonna let so you talk. So <laughs> I, I watched this movie a second time. It's a really and it maybe kind of more with a critical eye over things like storytelling and characters <laughs> and, you know, things that probably this movie was not trying to do, but, oh, my God, just nothing makes sense in this movie at all in any way. So I was talking to some friends. Uh, I was talking to some friends, and I was telling them about the movie. I said, yeah, you know, the movie, it had a not intolerable Adam Sandler. He was actually okay. I agree, yeah. Um it had amazing special effects. The special effects were um, the best part of this movie. And one of my friends stopped me and said, that is the most positive review anybody has had about this movie ever. <laughs> and Which, I'm like, and then I finished it with saying, but still, most of the movie was just a, a, a disaster. And he's like, nope, still the most positive review I've, so I've heard. With Adam Sandler, I think he's just, like, if you watch it, he just doesn't really give that much effort in this movie. He kind of just reads his lines but there, the energy that he used to have in his earlier movies is completely gone at this point. Yeah, like it's he, not there. He, he just he says his lines and they're there, and he's okay. He's yeah, why does his... he? Why does he need to though? Now, now Netflix has him making stuff. Like the guy, <laughs> like everyone ma- keeps giving him money to make movies, so like he can do whatever he wants because sure. people are still going to pay him at this but point. But he just he doesn't really seem to try anymore. Um, well, and. I don't know. It wasasn't just him though. I mean, literally no, he, he wait, is wait. not the problem now, I to have be with fair, this movie. The worst character in this is by far Peter Dinklage. Oh, I disagree. Was terrible. Oh. 
I think which was is such terrible. a travesty because well, I, I love I love Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's incredible. He is amazing. His character was bad, except for like literally the very last scene was like <laughs> the only thing that he was involved in where I was like, okay, that was funny. Yeah, because there are funny moments in this movie. There are parts that make you laugh. Okay, but here's the problem. All of the funny moments, and anybody who knows me knows I'm oh. not a huge person in the yes, comedy. Yes. I don't typically like comedies. All of the funny moments, though, because there were even a few that made me laugh, were in the first 30 to 40 minutes of this movie. Which were actually okay. And it wasn't bad up to that point. Yeah, there, there's a point. The um, opening actually is... is I, the opening when they're young kids yeah. in the arcade, I thought yep. that, that holds up pretty well. I agree. Does, yeah. Um, you know, but... Uh, everything up to the point where they, and you see it in the preview, the uh, the battle with Pac-Man, everything up to that point is not bad. It's not great, but it's it's tolerable. From that <laughs> point forward, though, which is about the midway point of the tolerable. movie, it is just downhill. It's, it's and So so you say uh, Peter Dinklage is the worst part of this movie. I think Josh Gad is the worst part of this movie. I agree. Which draws back to yeah. none of the characters are really that like good. Have you seen any other Josh Gad movies? Uh, I'm trying to think. Because if not, then I don't. Okay. Because his character's not that much different than a lot of other roles he's been so in. You don't, so you don't like Peter Dinklage in this movie, understandably. Like, there's nothing about his character But it's not him. Likeable. It's the character itself. You could have put anyone in that character. I just didn't think sure. it was well done. No. The storyline didn't make sense with him. All of the characters in this movie were so extremely one-dimensional. Like, like almost less than one-dimensional, if there's such a thing. They sure. were just... Well, let's go Let's go down the, the characters. So there's, there's Adam Sandler... Who he starts the movie out as this like the best video game player in the world, or one of them, anyways, right? It skips forward to uh, he's just this uh, he, he's not basic. lazy, but uh, under uh, he never fulfills his potential. Yeah, yeah, un, uh, and he's for some reason they they point, he starts out the movie he's working for the Nerd Brigade, which is their version of the Geek Squad, and somehow that makes him a loser, like. One, that's kind of a bit of insult to everybody who works for the Geek Squad, right? Like, just implying if you work for the Geek Squad, Or anybody in computer repair, right? and, you know... Like, if that's what you do, if that's the best thing you can do with your life, you're a giant loser. Like, that's that's kind of insulting, right? Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, it just makes... The movie makes him out to be this kind of... This big... This guy who hasn't done anything with his life. For some reason, like they don't do anything with that. In fact, story. that's a big, that's a big, huge part of the storyline. Is just that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but, wait, this doesn't need to be part. Yeah, of... it, it has no bearing <laughs> no, on the movie all. at all. They just like, yeah, you were you were this kid who was really good at video games, and then you turned into this giant loser for re- movie reasons, basically. And they play it off a lot, like you're a loser. You can't you can't do this. We're not going to give you any responsibility, even though you could do all these things. Yeah, they keep telling about about his huge potential. Well, what is his huge potential? Especially when all he did was play video, video games. games. Like I know Aaron, a lot of people that are good at video games. It doesn't mean they're good at anything else. His uh, his best friend, who uh, Kevin James, who ends up being the president, keeps telling him about his wasted potential. Which right there, Kevin James as president. Well, we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. Uh, the woman who ends up being his girlfriend tells him about all his potential. What is Adam Sandler's great potential? Hey, what are they basing it off of? Literally, yeah, video what? games. <laughs> like you've got this great potential Which, in your life, and even oh. even the movie tells you the only reason he's good at video games is because he memorized the pattern. Sure. So, which is basically just I figured out how to cheat. Like so. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. it's not. He it, found a gimmick. It's not like he like is so intelligent. Like <laughs> well, no, he didn't they, design they, the games. They did play it off as he was able to pick up the pattern that most in, people almost couldn't. instantly. Correct. Yeah. Which, is, but that's not really a real world skill necessarily. At least they don't. They don't present that they don't he pre- they, well, it, they, and it translates. Well, well then they, they, they joke that he um tra- or that he goes to MIT, which okay, if you're smart enough to just glance at a game, pick up the pattern almost instantly, there's a chance that you might have that right spark of intelligence to go to MIT. But then they later go, Yeah, it's Mississippi Institute of Technology. Well they play it off like, like losing this losing that big video game tournament, that was it. His life was over. Yeah. He just decided like, never to from, try from again. At that point when he's like twelve years old. Like that's it. My, my dreams right. are shattered. He, he I got lost t- at this tournament, and then I took second place. Yep. Like the just day after, I, life. but it's also like it was like the day after he had started this. Like he didn't even know these games. Like, yeah. like oh, this arcade just opened, and then the next day I'm a become a I'm, I'm a savant. But then I'm just gonna give up the third day, like because it's like bam, 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 and that's it. It's done. I'm done. Yeah. I give yeah. up on life. What? No. So, yeah. <laughs> and then his best friend at the beginning of the movie, who was Kevin James, turns out to be. 
president of the United Don't States. Don't you kind of want to see that movie? Like, <laughs> how did he become president? I want to see how he went from robbing little kids who were serving lemonade to becoming president. <laughs> no, like, how right. do you go from, yeah. like, where's the transition there? Like, and that's the movie. It's such a lazy, lazy plot point. We're going to make his, his friend be the president that, like... There, there's so many better ways they could have done that. And it's ripping on him again. Like, look, you're from became president. What did you do? Yeah. Like, so Kevin James, to me, was the least offensive character in this movie. Like, he's fine for what his, he needs to be. Well, he's the least offensive actor in this in the movie, almost. I, I, I like Kevin James, though. He's, not, he's never going to be some amazing guy, but in his role, what he does, I usually like. But he is literally the worst president ever in America because, again, spoilers, uh... At the end of this movie, and we're kind of skipping ahead, he just abandons the entire government to go fight these aliens on his own. Like, there's a line where they want they wanted to get him into, like, the protective base unit, and he just slips away because movie. Yeah. Like... Yeah, no, they, they, like, well, let's be honest. You skip to the ending, all we're going to do is complain about the stuff in the middle. Okay, sure. I let's, mean, there, there's, there's yeah. not... No, there's there, not a lot of redeeming qualities. Uh, the then special... let's move on to uh, Josh Gad who his character, his character is just a guy who does really weird stuff and screams and yells at people for no reason. Yeah. Like... But that's pretty much him in but almost... That's who, he's just this is awkward... That, is that him? They play like, him off as this awkward guy, you know? And he always... I feel like every movie you ever see him and he's got, like, some attractive girlfriend or whatever, like... Like, the movie The Ringer, that's, like, the whole... Oh, okay. He's just, like, this awkward one. guy that somehow gets attractive woman to like him. And it's, you know, it, there's just some... Just, he's he weird. Was, he's he a weird the guy. Worst character for me, and then uh, Peter Dinklage, of course. You know his character is completely unlikable, which made me think, like, what are they saying? Are they, is that what they're saying about people who play video games? Like, look at these guys. One went to is, prison. One, yeah. one. Okay, these are our our guys, our heroes, our you know the video game players. One, Adam Sandler turned into a huge. You know, the movie implies he turned into a huge loser. The second guy is a bumbling president who, you know... But he wasn't good at video games, so they're like, well, if okay, you actually are sure. good at it, you can't amount to anything. Literally, video games is your life. Peter Dinklage, who was good at video games, but we find Only out later, cheating. cheating. Yep. Which, he turns into the complete criminal asshole, and then Josh Gad's character is just the weirdest, like, just awful character. There's funny parts, though. Like I said, there's, like... The, some of the jokes play really well, but yeah, it's they just, do. that's it. That's all. That's the but only they're, 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 they're one. In, they're one and done jokes. They yeah. don't build on the story. They don't. No. Like, it's one liners and stuff. Yes. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of the scenes were put in place just for those one liners and nothing else. Like nothing they do. That's, really that's has kind a lot of the of problem I have with most comedies, though, is a lot of them to me seem like they're built around one liners, so they will develop a scene to deliver a joke, not have a scene happen and go, you know what, this would be a good place for a joke. Yeah, it's, just yeah, too many it, issues. There's just way too many issues. I mean, we could go for hours. Well, can I, can I just cover some really, really, really quickly? Sure. Uh, the robot scientist doesn't make any sense. Why even have him What's there? funny is they don't even touch on that, really. Yeah, it's literally a side piece, and I actually wanted to know more about that, but they don't... <laughs> like, he's a... That would have been too interesting. Yeah. Right piece of technology that is just a background character that does nothing with the movie whatsoever. Um... Oh yeah, the, the the one thing I will touch on the coincidences in this movie. Now every movie is going to have coincidences because characters need to meet. But in this movie, Adam Sandler is installing a home entertainment system for <laughs> right. um, for Michelle that. Monaghan's character at that exact moment, who is getting a divorce from her husband, whose kid mentions to Adam Sandler that she's getting a divorce. So when he sees her, he can like do the whole hubba da hubba da. Wow, you're just so beautiful and pretty uh, thing in front of her, and. Then uh, he uh, he so he's installing her uh, entertainment system. They both get a call to leave. It turns out she works for DARPA and sure. he knows the president. Yeah, and the president was calling him because he's a video game expert. It, it, it like I can, I accept coincidences happening in movies to get the characters together, but this was just bad writing. Yeah, I've got other smaller stuff like they they have the implied. Well, it's not. They they have the creator of Pac-Man in for a scene that lasts like thirty seconds, which I don't even know why they have him there because it's not the actual guy. They got a different actor to portray the creator of Pac-Man, but well, he the, the actual creator probably didn't saw the script and went uh, no. <laughs> so, but like it's all done for a joke that isn't funny and only lasts for thirty seconds. It's so. the joke you and see it was in the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah. yeah, it's also dumb. Now this just kind of stirs off of him, but like so his. 
his character is, you know, taken out right away. Immediately. And there's this car sitting there that we decide we can't use anymore. <laughs> like, even when other cars are gone because they get destroyed, we can't be like, oh, you know what? There's this other car. I probably should go grab that. Nope. Instead, the storyline is, well, now that my car's gone, I'll just do nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that whole scene was one of the worst because then you go on to the cheating. They don't explain how he's cheating in real or, life. Or how cheating makes his car move that much faster. But, like, let's just say there is a way you could cheat. What is it? What? How is he doing that? Like, how is his car able to do something <laughs> yes. no other car can do? I right. get within the how confines is his, of how, the... How is his car able to teleport, essentially? Pretty right? Much. Like, right. it makes no sense. Because he was using... And they don't explain that. Like, you're just... He like, yep, he's cheating, like, just like he did before. Uh, so, yeah, what? there's just... There's tons of stuff in this movie that, even within the movie's own logic, doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm fine. You can do any any crazy thing you want to do in a movie. It's, it's movies. That's why they're there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But... Movies should at least stick with the rule set that they have set down themselves. Yep. And I feel this movie has done none of that whatsoever. Uh, even Terminator Genesis did that a little bit with their time. Like, even tried. they did it a little they bit. Like, yeah, like, this movie didn't at all. Uh, so, okay, we kind of got that out. Who, what, who was this movie made for? Who do you think this movie was made for? I think you could say any ev- anybody. They tried to make it for everybody. Really? Because okay. oh, it's, it's old style video games for an older crowd. It's video games, so it's it's still the younger so crowd. I, so I kind of got that like the jokes and were kind of skewered towards a younger crowd, right? The Some jokes of the are, jokes. The, but... the jokes were skewed younger, but the video games that they were basing it off of, the movie itself was based older, and they were trying to find the middle ground between the two, and it failed. Yeah, well, it failed. You know, uh, so a guy on Twitter, uh, if you know who uh, Bill Simmons is. He, he had the best comment about Adam Sandler movies in general. He said, if there was a Rotten Tomatoes for kids, he would kill. Yeah. Sure. Because his movies are just very kid-friendly. They're just goofy. And so if you you're probably don't it... want to be thinking much when you go. <laughs> no. If you're making it for all. kids, then why are you using all these really, really old video games that no kids but he's, really recognize? The thing is, he's not making it for kids, but he should be. He should be. Well, in this movie's defense of that, though, it's based off a... Is it a comic or uh, something? It's a two-minute video short. That yeah. is actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, but it... it that, yeah, this I mean, movie was entertaining for two minutes at a time. <laughs> sure. At yeah. decent points. <laughs> so, I mean, it was... The material it was based off of was based off of older games. And it made sense because of the story. You know, they sent this stuff up, you know, 30 years ago. Oh, can I, can I touch on one part? I know it's right. we're just bashing on this. But Josh Gad is in love with this video game woman, even when he's young. He's obsessed with. Oh, this yet video another game. part where the game, where the movie breaks its own rules. Its own logic. So of course he meets the video game woman at the end of the movie. She starts all pixelated like every other video game character in this movie, but instantly turns into a real woman. Into high res real woman, yeah. And, and for for no. No reason. Which, no reason. What else is weird is he convinces her then to to join him in like twenty seconds. Which here's yes, what I don't get: she is. immediately so turns this against. loser because they're all about con. <laughs> Everyone losers in this movie. This loser convinces this just gorgeous woman to join this side, but the creator of Pac Man can't convince his own creation to join. Right. Like right. how is it? How does that, that happen? That makes no sense. So okay, at the end of the movie, she you know she explodes because they they all the other video game characters explode except for their trophies, which. I I, even, I turned to Hagen and said, "Well, obviously she'll be the next trophy, and he'll get her back. Like that's so that would, that's a given." That, and that would have been fine. But what do they do? No, they turn Cubert Cubert into, into the woman. To be fair, he was one of my favorite characters in the whole movie. He's probably better than any of the actual people. <laughs> yeah. And so, like we haven't touched on, I've, I've read and reading a lot. This movie's fairly sexist in that, and a lot of movies are, and a lot of general public. But like, that's your you know your prize for. For defeating the bad boss is a woman. Women are prizes in this movie. Like oh. both through Adam Sandler and Josh Gad, that that's what they win at the end of this movie is a woman. That's that's the sole that's the whole thing women do in this movie. They have no other role than to be the prize. And Michelle, Michelle Monaghan did create the weapons to fight the the bad guys. At Her least. scientist did. Yeah, but well, it's also like, funny that they they play these guys off as being huge losers, and then. All these, but these hot women then love these losers because they do they they do like one thing. Like I know yeah. I get they're saving the world, but at the same time it's, you know what I mean it's still yeah. within the confines of the movie it's pretty poor. So um, let, let's let's move on. Well, a couple of other things like what this movie 
Where else I can we it, bash at this no, point? No, no, no. A couple only quick points. I, you know, this movie fails or tries and fails to be kind of like this love letter that's owed to classic video games. And if you want a movie that does this incredibly well and it's incredibly well made, Wreck It Ralph does. Yes. Is in a line the same thing. It's a fantastic movie. It is a true love letter to old video games in every possible and way. And new video games. And new video games on top of it. So if you want a movie about video games in this vein, Wreck-It Ralph is is the one that you should see. Which also happens to be a Pixar movie. And <laughs> it is uh, No, it's a Disney or movie, but it's not a yeah. Pixar movie. Um, but I think that pretty well covers it. So that everything. I, I've got two pages of notes, but I think we've... We've, we've beat that dead horse back into yeah. death. Yeah, it's fully pixelated. At this point. <laughs> also, yeah. I, one, the, the whole thing just kind of felt lazy to me. You know, like they had a good concept. Yep. The concept of this movie is great. Yeah, actually. it could have been well done, and it wasn't. Uh, but the execution just felt like they went for the lazy jokes. They went for the lazy execution. Um, it's kind of been Adam Sandler's thing for the last couple it of years. Really though. has. It but is. But anyway, moving on to Southpaw because let's let's cleanse our palate. Sure. Go on to something that was actually good and really, really good, really I'm good. Really good. Yes. Um, Critics didn't care for this movie so much. They only rated it fifty eight percent. And I kind of understand why. Why? Because if you're looking at it critically, there sure. are some issues. Sure. However, audiences love this movie at eighty three percent. You know. I, I mean, I think we we were all kind of in agreement. If it's not the best movie we've seen this year, it's one of the best for sure. Absolutely. It is up near the top, definitely. Um, Southpaw, though, amazing movie uh, about a down and out boxer. Uh, well, actually, not at the beginning. And not at the beginning. He's, he's at, at the, the top. top. He's of the best. Game. He's yes. the best. He's best. His wife gets killed, um, and he kind of loses grip, grip on everything that's important to him. Like, becomes down and out, and then kind of struggles to fight back to find out what is it truly important to him, and like kind of reclaim who he was before, you know, kind of trying to get back to who he was before his wife was murdered. And overcome his issues. Well, yeah. trying to be a better person than he was before. Well, that's yeah. part of the reason they, sure. they, you know, that's part of the reason it's a why his, story. his wife it gets is. shot. He can't, you know, he has anger management problems. He has issues yep. that he has to, and that's part of how this movie gets good. It is, it but is. But it's written by Kurt Sutter, who, uh, co-written by Kurt Sutter, who did uh, writing for The Shield and Sons of Anarchy. Um, if you like those shows, this has a lot of that feel in it. Sure, sure yeah. Um, directed by Ant- uh, Antoine uh, Fuqua, who is just an amazing director. He's done uh, The Equalizer recently, um... What was the other movies he did recently? Um, we went over it, but I can't think of what yeah. while, while, while you're looking at uh, Training Day, The shoot, oh, uh, sure. Shooter, Olympus Has Fallen. Extremely talented director. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but this movie, just so good. <laughs> so good. Ridiculously good. Uh, obviously, we'll just, I might, might as well just, Jake Gyllenhaal, phenomenal. Uh, he's so underrated. Movie. His movies have not done that well no. recently, yeah. but, I mean, his acting is amazing. Okay, so I was just telling you guys before we started recording here, I, I was just starting to watch uh, uh, Nightcrawler earlier today. So good. If you compare Jake Gyllenhaal from Nightcrawler to Southpaw, they're, they're they two. are two totally different characters. Yeah. Not only are they different characters, physically, but it's almost two totally different people. Yes. Yeah. He is, and I agree with you, Rob, he is way underrated because he's, he doesn't he's so just... so good. He's a chameleon. He can turn, like... Completely. He's changed. done some good movies. Donnie Darko back in the yep. day, fantastic movie. Sure. You know, he, he he does tend to have this. You know, he likes to play darker characters. Sure. Yeah, more serious, very serious. Roles. He's good at it though. He is really really good. And in this movie, I cannot give him enough credit. He between him and his interactions with Forrest Whitaker, those Who two, also those two men made this movie. Well, everybody in this movie, I don't, I didn't feel there was really a well, lacking it's star cast. I didn't. I, there's no one even, in the, in the movie that you cent. don't like. Was, was yeah. for what good. he needed to be. He was, was good. The good. daughter was really good uh, at what the, she the, did. Little Lawrence, I think this was one of her early. It might be her first movie. Um, but, the daughter. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. She's actually been in a couple of things. That's right. Um, she was in an episode of Penny Dreadful, or in a short, or no, not the not the TV show, different Penny Dreadful. Sorry, uh, but she's been in a couple of like little movies and shorts, but. She was amazing. Yeah, um, she was able this. to hold her own with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. And there was some um, awful Ra- scenes. Rachel McAdams was amazing. And let me say, her death scene was so, it's, it's so hard okay, to so watch. One of the things, while, while we're on, on this, uh, there's a lot of reviews that I read that said the trailer should not have shown that scene. 
or should not have pointed that out because it's a, a huge part of the movie. And if you go in knowing that, like it's better if you go into this movie not knowing that. I Obviously, we've, that. we've already spoiled it for you, but the trailer did that for yep. people anyways. Yeah. Like or not. Um, but that scene, even going in, even going in knowing that's what's going to happen, that is still one of the most brutal scenes I've seen it's this heart year. It's heart-wrenching. It really is. And I don't think it gives anything away necessarily because when the as the movie progresses... You're still so surprised by things that happen. That's yep. not exact. That's not killing the movie by knowing. Like that. in in one way, it actually kind of made me. It's it's a different thing knowing that it's coming. Like you're wondering when is when's it going to happen? happen? How's it going to happen? What yep. leads up to it? Like it it changes it. But yes, it's it's an absolute brutal scene to watch. One of, one of the I guess it's one of the little complaints I had about this movie though is that with the exception of her death in this movie. The movie never really spends enough time on any one like emotional moment in the movie. That's true. Um, that's true. That's my. That's really my one and only complaint is that they could have taken like almost like a half step more to it spend a little been, bit more time on some of these issues. Yeah. Um, and it would have been a much better movie. I mean, it could have been longer, or I mean, it could have been multiple movies. Even this the is, this played is out. a weird yeah. movie where I think it would have benefited by being a little bit longer. I think it could yeah, have. You're right. Uh, they could have explored things better. Like I, I do have some issues with it, but one of the issues is that the ending kind of seems rushed to me. Like he he a goes through this bit. maybe a little. That didn't bug me too much. The movie. Well, it's kind of weird. He goes he goes through this huge downfall where he loses literally everything. He loses his house, his daughter, all of his money. He's he's of course betrayed by his promoter and his yeah, trainer. Yeah, all of his friends are gone. Yep. Not like, all of them, except but, for one guy. One guy, one friend yep. sticks with him, but even, everybody else. Even leaves. though he pushed him away earlier in the yep. movie, he's yeah. like, so, "No, no, you're I'm there for you." He literally loses everything. And he, you know, it's a great character study of how he starts to build himself back up. He gets a job at this local gym where he's the janitor, yep. uh, you know. And then through being that force, uh, how do you suppose? Forced Whitaker. Whitaker uh, starts training him for a charity boxing match. Because he, in an earlier boxing match, he had hit a referee and he was suspended for one headbutter. year. Yeah. Headbutter. Yeah. Yep. And so he's at the very lowest part. His first kind of like okay you, you don't need a license to do this this charity it's a charity boxing match and we go from the charity boxing match to the world championship within like the shortest amount of time possible but that is kind of explained in the movie though Especially, because uh, uh 50 cent does say uh at one point he goes up to the guy he's now he, the new world champion that he is now managing because you know he's all about the money he goes up he goes don't worry, you've got this. I only gave him six weeks to take this or to train for this. There's no way he's going to be ready. Well, and that plays off of the ending, even right before the end. You don't know who's going to win the fight. No, that's what's amazing, and because they have so many different storylines, they talk about the six weeks. They earlier mentioned how his uh, Fifty Cent's character is more than willing to pay off the judges. Yep. He's done it in previous fights. Well, like he suspected he's done it. He never actually. Well, but I mean, he said he goes. He goes. I lost that fight. He's like. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure. I felt paid. I lost that fight. I should. I felt I should have lost. Because there's, there's a scene where uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is talking to Forrest Whitaker, and for, the reason he wants Forrest Whitaker to train him is that Forrest Whitaker trained the only guy that Jake Gyllenhaal, who was an undefeated boxer up to the point where after his wife died, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, as an undefeated boxer, felt that the only guy who ever actually beat him in the ring was this one guy that uh, Forrest Whitaker had trained, trained early, yeah. like a few years earlier. Um, so there's a big story, like, element of Jake trying to get Forrest to train him because Forrest has sworn off training professionals. He's he's trying to stick back to, like, the kids on the street and give them a place to go and a place to stay out of trouble, and that's where he wants to put his focus. And uh, along with that, you know, it's it's a big part of the movie is how uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's fighting style at the beginning of the movie he has almost no defense. Like, his defense is basically just to stop punches with what? his face. And that's yeah. part of what he does is it, it gets him into the fight more, and then he yeah. fights better. But, like, it's all about rage at yeah. the beginning. Like, that's his fighting style. It's just pure rage at the beginning of the movie. And then by the end of it, you know, he's trained to actually use a lot of strategy and defense, and that's how he, yep. he wins Actual the last. Actual punches. Yep. Um, yep. dodging and you everything. Know, and, and this is, you know, I don't know. I, I just actually watched uh, the Rocky movies, like, a few weeks ago because... I was I wanted to watch a couple of boxing movies to get ready for this movie. Sure. I gotta say the Rocky movies, I don't know, maybe it's because there's more of them, or maybe they were a little bit longer, but they do t they do this kind of story a little bit better, sure. especially the first one. 
Sure, because uh, there's a lot of parallels between Southpaw and the first there Rocky are. movie. Yes, yes. But they are two very different movies, and Southpaw, I think, is an excellent movie. It is one of my favorite movies this summer, easily. There's not a whole lot to be upset about with Southpaw. You know, we touched on the Friends thing, how he loses friends. Sure. That is probably one of my few critiques in the movie, is how he loses his one friend in the scene where his wife dies. Remember we talked about how he gets arrested oh, sure. for the murder, even though it's clear as day, and there's ways just by looking at his gun that he's not the one that did it, yet they arrest him. Yeah, and that well, that kind of plays into like stereotypes it and did. stuff like that, and that's one of the things that Kurt Sutter, you know, has done very well over over the last several years with with Sons of Anarchy and The Shield is you know he he can you know he writes to kind of accentuate what stereotypes can do and how they can be and it matches the know, times wrong. now and it, and it, it does yeah I mean so he he does write in a very kind of pessimistic way almost sure. um, but he has a very very good way to bring things out. But I guess this also goes back to the fact that that's another area of storyline where maybe they could have gone a little further because they just say, well, yep, that was what happened. Because they mentioned that he paid for his legal defense later on. Yeah. Which, again, makes my, like, what's happening that that he's going through all these steps when it would have taken a whole five seconds, but, oh, this gun was never fired. Well, the legal defense, I assumed, was because he was unlicensed and had it. Correct. That's true. That's Um, true. The other thing that I wish they would have spent more time on is showing that he was maybe abusing alcohol or maybe drugs. Yeah, yeah they that, that whole it, but thing. they never actually show him doing it. Yeah, when he yeah. loses his kid, you know, he gets arrested and they say he was under like, the influence, but they don't tell you. I, you know, I just kind of feel like maybe there were some scenes that got deleted of, of him drinking I feel or like there doing had, drugs. Or, or doing drugs or something. something. Maybe he was we abusing don't his pain meds or something like that. Something like that, because uh, during the interviews with the judge, and not the judge, but the, the person in charge of... Uh, of taking care of his kid, basically. Oh, the, yeah, the, the like, social worker. Jay Gyllenhaal is just completely wasted in those scenes, but you don't know, you don't see anything, you never see him do any drugs or alcohol, but he shows up in those scenes, and, like, he is gone. Well, the, well no, they talk about that, though. He says, it, he goes, I haven't been sleeping. I haven't yeah, gotten sleep. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not that he's not, it's not that he's, he's high or anything, because he's yeah, trying to get his kid yeah. back. Um, but I assumed that it was like a combination of being a little punch drunk from his last fight, which was only a few weeks ago. You have to remember well, and he had at this been point. In the accident too. That didn't and he'd help. been in the accident, you know. Yep. So there were things. But you know, maybe he was abusing pain meds. Maybe he was drinking excessively. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more development. And this, this goes back to that one complaint of they just don't spend enough time on certain elements. Most movies are too long. This yep. movie could have really but again, benefited from like another ten minutes. Another ten minutes. Yeah. But, yeah. You know the difference between this. What we're, the, the critiques we have now and the critiques with like Pixels is we're nitpicking at this point. Oh yes, like Overall, it's yeah. not just like what a bad movie. List, list no, all the reasons. This, like, movie was this is so like well it's so done. good. You really have to look for any sort of problem. For... And even the problems we have, it's it's basically I wish there was more of this great movie. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. That that boy, that is the perfect that's, way that's to boil this down. Is we wish that there was more to this movie because it is so close to being great. Right now, it's just good. It's really, really good. It's really it's, good, but it's just a half step away yeah, from being great. Yeah. One of the things um, that, you know, maybe some of the critics have a problem with it is it is kind of formulaic. Uh, you kind of know what's going to happen, you know. Yes and no, but going back to what Rob said, at the, that last fight... You don't know. Until they announced who won, I had no clue who was going to win. And there's... You definitely have a lot of storylines that you're wondering... Like, we talked about how we thought the daughter was going to run out and that yeah. was going to motivate him, and that didn't happen. But sure. they play it like maybe it will happen, maybe you know, it like, won't. Like, like the Adrian scene from the first Rocky, where yeah. she runs out, and you know, like I was like I was on the edge of my seat. Is she going to do that or not? You know. So I and uh, you know again we are really nitpicking. I like the fights at the beginning of the movie, maybe because they were bloodier. <laughs> but then and then I thought the fight scenes at the, the beginning when we were better than the big fight that was led up to it, like. In, uh, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Like, when Rocky finally meets Apollo, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal fight. Which time? Uh, well, the first one and the second movie. Like, they were both well-done yes. fights. And, I, you know, that was... Again, you're right, Rob. We are really just nitpicking at the small things on this movie. Um, no. So, overall, you get... Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. You guys sound like you I liked lo- it. I really liked it. Yeah. Um... It's a very it's a very guy movie. I will say that. I don't know if there's a lot in this movie for for women to uh, see. I think the emotional parts. Of, of it. The emotional parts. I, yeah. I, I I guess I disagree. I think I think women would enjoy this movie. There, there are okay. plenty. There are plenty of women who like boxing. There sure. are plenty of women who I mean, want to see it just because of Jake Gyllenhaal. Or while it is a boxing movie, it's not 
like really super violent the whole movie. There's a lot of it's the struggles. There's a lot of character there's a, stuff. There's in a the lot of building up of movie, his yes. character is really well done, yeah. and that's for anybody. Well, and, okay, and the one thing that we didn't touch on, I'm just going to touch on this real quick, is the caseworker who's handling his daughter's case. Um, she has like this kind of amazing transition as right. like a really super strict, hard nosed, cold hearted. I don't buy any bullshit you're selling me, well, Jake Gyllenhaal. Character. But I think they ha- I think but she probably she, still is at the end of this movie. It's just she know she sees how hard. But he that's worked. the thing. She you know she starts out as just kind of almost like I've seen people like you before. Oh, you're sure. not that you know. But just her going from you know that and changing to the point where she's sitting with the daughter at the end in the box or in the in the in the booth or whatever watching the fight so like well done. and she's getting into the fight with the daughter and, and she's, she's a minor character but she was really well she, she was she, so good she yeah. does like she helps tie everything together you know kind of like uh, Michael Douglas did in Ant-Man yeah. she really helps do this in this movie yeah there's not a weak character in this entire movie there's no. not a character that you go like ah eh, it's a throwaway character or underdeveloped like Everybody is really, really phenomenal in this movie. It's it's great. Um, so one of the best, absolutely the best. That'll, that'll maybe for, we'll have to wait to see. Yeah, that. well, that'll have to wait for our, a future podcast. But it's definitely high on the list. And, All right, uh, so um, I think we're done with our movies for the for this week. For this week, yeah. Uh, next week we are don't go be see s- Pixels. Do not. Well. See anything over pixels. Any any movie out there, just, like, just maybe like <laughs> Paper Towns or like Ant any Man. other movie that I have on my list. Go to a, a list of movies that are out and just just close your eyes and point at a movie. It will be or save your than money pixels. and see Mission Impossible a few times. There you go. Yeah, uh, which is the movie we're going to be seeing uh, this upcoming week. I'm very yep. excited to see this movie. Uh, like okay now. They have been just running it almost into the ground. The fact that Tom Cruise is doing his own stunts in the movie. Yep. Well, they had that behind the scenes to footage. a plane. Not only are they showing it there, but I've seen it on at least a half dozen different TV spots and like built into interviews for his interviews with like uh, com- yep. late night comedians and whatnot. It's the only thing they're talking I mean, about. If you but, don't like, oh my god, right? <laughs> oh I my! Mean, if you don't god. like Mission Impossible movies or you don't like Tom Cruise. I feel like you should go just to see this. Just to see him hang off the side like, of a plane. He, and, it, and he did it more than once. Like, it wasn't a one-take deal. He had to go up there numerous times. And they wouldn't, like, he was joking in one of the interviews, they wouldn't know if they got the shot right until the plane landed. And he requested to do this. They didn't so They didn't come to him and say, hey, can you, he went, look, I want to make this real. I want you to strap me to the plane. But he's been he's been known to do that for the last several movies. I mean, like so much respect Ghost for Protocol. him as, as an actor, as an actor. Ghost Protocol. He was really outside of that uh, tower in India. That oh he yes, was yes, you're right. You're so right. He's been doing this type of thing for yeah, a while. Now. I was watching this video. He actually surprisingly does a ton of his own stunts in the Mission Impossible movies. Yep. Almost to the almost to a Jackie Chan level of craziness. Uh, yeah. So like. <laughs> Much to their insurance's dismay, I'm sure. Oh, well, it was a big point in the fourth movie uh, that he actually, the insurance company would not insure him to do that building scene. Oh, you're right. So he yeah. fired that insurance agency and got a different one that would insure him. That right. was his solution to I it. forgot about that. <laughs> so, regardless, super excited about this movie yes. and reviews from critics as well as just regular people yeah. are outstanding. Yep. Yeah. It's it's uh, at the time we're recording this it's been out for about 2 days but reviews are all in the 90%. I'm sure it's going to stay there. I mean people have said this this may be his best movie ever and they say it's one of the greatest action movies of all time. So, so while we're on, on on the topic not to like hang on it but you know it's hard to say how people feel about Tom Cruise. He's had his ups, he's had its downs. But he has maintained a level of consistency in his movies over 30 years now. He's a great actor. I mean, he is. He's a great actor. Very few other actors have, have done. He, he, uh, has been, he has always been very choosy about the movies he does. And that, yes. He, I mean, even going back to his early movies like Risky Business and Legend, you know. Which I just saw Risky for the first time. I watched movie. that last night. That's a, and that's that a is classic. not a movie, not to derail this thing or all, that is not what I was expecting out of that movie yeah. at all. I was expecting some like teenage sophomore, this is how we get laid no. weekend. Oh, not at all. That no, it's, is it's, a heartbreaking drama movie. Like, it's that so is, well done. Yes, and for like his first movie, he's phenomenal in it. I think that was his first big movie. I, I think yeah, he did his first one big, or, I think where he, was, he carried the movie. Yeah, because he, he was in The Outsiders before sure. that or around that same sure. time. And, I mean, but, he, oh, man. 
he he has done very very good over a long period of time. It's tough to go out there and say these. This is a movie I hated Tom Cruise in. His last movie, I love Day After Tomorrow. Fantastic. I really like that. Uh, I Jack thought, Reacher. I thought it was good up to the end. I didn't care. I thought okay, the end yes. was a cop out. The the first. But- the, the movie really the first hour and a half of that movie where yeah. he just continually dies but after didn't, time like time. I went to that movie really expecting nothing and I left it I was like that was quite good Jack sure. Reacher though you're right that was love really Jack really Reacher good. they're making um, more they're making of those I'm excited yeah. for that so um, uh, Oblivion was not so good oh I've gosh you know but I think that it, was the movie I just tried to forget about I hated that movie okay. but I mean I, I, I did I not like it you're fine don't say that everybody you know everybody does especially when you have as many movies as he's made yeah you're right I completely forgot about that movie it's this, you know, because he's also had Mission Impossible yeah. 2, which was a train wreck of a movie. I and didn't really I, like that movie either. I, I mean, I, I didn't hate it like you did, but of the Mission Impossible movies, it's by far the weakest. You hated that movie. <laughs> so, you know, people probably have issues with his personal beliefs, Scientology, everything like that. But in terms of being a professional actor, he is regarded, even in Hollywood, to be the mo- one of the most professional people there there is. And uh, there was an interview with his um, the actress from A Day After Tomorrow, and I can't remember. Emily Blunt. Emily You're right. Blunt. Yep, yep. And she was talking about a scene that was the worst, just awful scene they had to do for that movie. I, I don't remember what it was. It's probably one of the beach scenes. It was something like, it was just miserable. Everybody was hating it. It was just, and they had to do it over and over and over again. Yeah. And everybody was bitching about having to do this scene. And she was doing it, and she turns to Tom Cruise, and he's not saying a word. And she starts complaining about it, and his only response was, it's a challenge. Like, hmm. that, like everybody else was complaining about how awful the scene was, and his only words is, it was a challenge. And that right there makes me respect the guy. No, he, mm-hmm. he has always been known to have a great work ethic. Work ethic. That's, people, that's what people I People have yeah. generally enjoyed working with him. Yep. Um, from everything I remember reading anyway. And in every movie, I don't think... Okay, back to Adam Sandler of Pixels, where I felt he was just walking through that movie. Every movie I've seen Tom Cruise in, whether I liked the movie or not, I always felt he was giving 100%. Yeah. Like, I never thought yeah. he was just kind of there so, for a paycheck. So good. No, he, you know? he gets it. He gets so. it. So, um, but we will... Uh, Get, you know, we'll do this again in a couple of weeks. Uh, Have we covered, did we go over where we're at with the, uh, yeah, we kind of covered where we're at with the, in the draft right now. Yeah, 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 that was the first thing we did. That was, that was like an hour before Pixels. Sorry, (laughs) I I started to complain about Pixels and then I just blanked out. I don't, I I don't even know where I am right now. Just hate-filled rage with Pixels. Um, you know. Find me and Moyer at the Four Geeks and a Microphone podcast on Facebook or at Four Geeks and a Microphone, uh, you know, on iTunes. Uh, Rob, where, where can they find you now? So I'm uh, on Twitter mainly on I'm at the Sportsman. And that's that's uh, with spell M- M I N N. So, so it's a pun on Sportsman. So S P O R T S M I N N. Yep, the Sportsman. The Sportsman. Yep, okay. and then we're also we uh, this podcast we have uh, at Tuesdays Movies. Or if you just look up Tuesdays with Movies on Twitter, we're on there. And that's one place you can find a link to this podcast once it's out on yep. Tuesday. And you do some writing as well? Yeah, that's what you'll find on uh, at The Sportsman. I write for a few different um, websites now, mostly sports-related. So like Twins, um, you know, Wolves, Vikings, Minnesota that sort sports of thing. Teams. In general, yep, exactly. All right. Well, you guys, uh, thanks for a great podcast. And we will uh, see you guys next time. Have fun at the movies. Bye.